Hello. Yo, 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 welcome back to The Second Shift, where the end of your day is the start of ours. And the end of our day is the start of ours as well. If you want to put it that way, that's very true. We don't have off days. We do this shit, you know? Yeah, no off days. We are official. No off days, man. Well, Welcome I mean, back to the second, second Shift Podcast. This is episode nine. New Miro, New Wave. But I mean, we kind of did take a little break, though. Yeah. Because someone went on vacation. Well, Lottie, Uncle Tom, da. Liam goes on vacation to Breckenridge. How was it? What'd you do? Uh, first day, um, my cousin lives in Golden. Nice. And it overlooks like the White Mountains, and it's kind of walkable to a lot of these trails. And he's it's kind of racist, but okay. The White Mountains, well, the White Peaks, the, the White Caucasian Peaks. Mountains. Yes, yes. Well, Come the, on, man. The snow, the snow-covered peaks. Um. Anyway, he was like, he's like, they're all very outdoorsy, and you know, they're used to a certain level of outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, go take a go take a hike on this trail. It's only like three miles. Um, it was like really rocky and like, you know, the red rocks, but also kind of up and down with like streams. It was beautiful. We took one wrong turn right before a switchback mm-hmm. and, and couldn't find the trail again because there was no marked signs. So we ended up Ooh. literally rock climbing up the side of a face and we couldn't go back down because it was that steep. Uh-huh. So, and I had only, I just was wearing sneakers cause you know, New York man in the winter, not really prepared for hiking too much. Um, anyway, it, we were out there for hours trying to figure out how to get back to the trail. And, uh, you know, there's mountain lions active in the area. Um, but usually they, see, they hunt in the early morning, try to avoid did, the heat. Didn't see any kitties though? No, didn't see any kitties. Did see a lot of bear shit. So that kind of was a little, a little scary cause it's, you know, it's the beginning of their, their year cause they've been hibernating. Well, yeah. Well then doesn't that kind of answer the question? Does a bear shit in the woods? Yeah. Oh, Tons of shit. And I don't think that there were deer or elk or like the, the mountain goats per se because they were clumpy, like big, you know, like with deer shit. Like bear pellets. shits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a stinking pile of shit. Um, real slippery, loose rocks. But we finally got back to the trail. Um, and on the way back, you walk past this uh, state run enclosure of bison and elk. And these bison, these wild bison and I- and elk are just getting along with each other, and it's just so fascinating how big they are. Um, did you know bison can jump over six feet tall? So they could have jumped over the fucking fence and rammed you. That's just how interesting how savage they are. Anyway, it was a beautiful hike. It was kind of scary, but that was great. Um, and then the rest of the trip, we just skied essentially. We uh, first went to Keystone, um, and then Breckenridge, which is kind of infamous in its name um mm-hmm. they you know the resort towns uh vale beaver creek um and uh the snow is fantastic at, at breckenridge um they have these bowls that are created by the peaks so essentially mm-hmm. you're above the tree line so you're in you know as the as a mountain made out of rock continues north i mean what the fuck am i saying Gets high enough, <laughs> continues north. It continues it's north. <laughs> it's it's moving on its journey north. Now, uh, the higher you get, it's above the tree line, so it's just rocks, and so they can't really get um, the lifts up there without mm-hmm. essentially creating like a rift in the fucking continental divide, right? So, um, you get off, 
and there's some people will take their skis off and actually climb the peak. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm here. I got to do it or else I'm Might a wuss. Well. Let's go. And it was like climbing Everest. I mean, 35 mile an hour winds, ice. I, I'm pretty face. sure Everest is a little bit quicker. Yeah. Than that, but. Yeah. And um, it was tough, man. There was there was a guy behind me that was like sticking his ski poles in my back saying, let's go. I was like, dude, I'm out of breath. <laughs> what do you think this is? My average elevation is like maybe 800 feet above the ground. So I, I was going to say, you don't have that high altitude training. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I got to the top and I could taste blood in my throat. Like that's how, that's how crazy it mm-hmm. was. Beautiful view. Um, essentially, you, you pick whichever way you want to go. It's just freedom. You can, you can ski down rocks if you wanted to, but you mm-hmm. jump off a cliff essentially. And you get into like these little ravines, and you go down whichever way you want, and uh, very nice, very free. Um, so, had some good food, um, any good greens? You know, I couldn't really find much, and I think it's probably because we were in resort towns the whole time, and I feel like they they don't want it to be okay. I feel that upon that crowd, really. Like the nearest dispensary was like six miles outside of the town and we had to park our cars mm-hmm. um, at a, a, a different lot. So we couldn't just go down and get them and like drive. Like if you were at the I resort, you were staying there. So I was like, damn, I kind of want to travel out there. But we didn't even go to Denver because it was, we just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. So next trip, I'll try out some of them. Some of them bad boys. Yeah, man. Some, some, of, some of them joints. Yeah. No when, when do you think you're, you're going to go this summer? Is that what you're thinking? I think we're trying to. Yeah. But I don't know. Might just try to like somewhere around here. Maybe go down to like the Carolinas or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah, while while you were uh, gallivanting all across the United States, I was just here, watch my UFC fights. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we also <laughs> uh, on the in the 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 flight back, we were sitting on the tarmac in Denver for like an hour, and we're like, "What the fuck's going on? We're gonna miss our connector." Um. Which is which was in Charlotte. We only had mm-hmm. an hour to get from Terminal A to like Terminal C in in Charlotte, mm-hmm. and uh, hours goes by and they say, "Oh, it's mechanical troubles. We're gonna have to go back to the dock or the or whatever." And they're like, uh, "I'm like, oh fuck, I'm gonna miss this connector, no no doubt." And then they say, 30 people get off. We're too heavy." And I was like, <laughs> uh, "I don't see a lot of fat fucks on this plane. It just seems like this plane's shitty." And it was a Boeing, too. And I was getting a little, you know, I had a little doo-doo in the pants because... <laughs> Think you're going to be the next Malaysia Airlines? Maybe. Maybe. So I'm like, I can't... If I get off this plane, there's no guarantee I even make it to Charlotte at all tonight. Um, I'll just I'll just roll the dice. So we got we, we ended up getting to Charlotte like two hours after our connector was supposed to leave. And um, they put us in a hotel, but uh, you could only take a cab there. Mm-hmm. And you had to wait in this like hour long line in the like yep. parking lot of Charlotte just to catch a cab. Cabs are here. Yeah, and it was like a six mile drive into like this downtown center city of uh, Charlotte. Did you see the baby? No. Ah, damn. But uh, I had a really good chicken sandwich though. Really okay. good. They know what they're doing down there. Uh, it was like an aioli, and then um, like a. Garlic butter bun with okay. pickles and like this secret sauce. Kind of, it was like a Polynesian mixed Ooh. with 
mixed with like a chipotle mayo. Okay. It was good. I fuck with a nice chipotle mayo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Anyway, oh. UFC. Yeah. Some cool. cr- killer fights. Great the, card this weekend. Who was the Korean guy that got knocked out? Oh, so uh, his nickname is uh, Korean Zombie. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure his name is Chan Song Dong, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up so I get it correct. But I think even the UFC has him named as the Korean Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chan Sung Young okay. or Jung. Okay. Yeah, he took on a uh, featherweight champ Alexander Volkanovsky, who was he's on a tear, and like that that fight was almost kind of like he was playing with his food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Volk just kind of like he he was just piecing him. Mm-hmm. That I, I agree with what he said. They definitely could have called the fight a little bit earlier, but. Yeah, hey. I, did, I did see that he was getting pounded. Mm-hmm. His face was hey. fucked up. Yep, but hey, Korean Zombie, he stuck in there. That dude got heart. I didn't watch the fight live, but did it seem like the zombie had any chance of winning? Like, no, he was pretty much match the whole time. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, I figured that's what it. It's like, like Volkanovski. He's just getting better and better. Like that I dude, feel like he just. He exceeds expectations every time. Yeah, he looked really good. So it's like, I I mean, looking at the rankings right now, I mean, Max Holloway won. I like him, but who knows when the next time he's going to fight. He's been, like, ineligible for his past few fights. Uh, he already beat Brian Ortega. Uh, Yair Rodriguez could be a fight. Calvin Guitar, he's low, and then Korean Zombie again. So it's like... Top five doesn't really have anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I, I feel like it's just whoever challenges him. Right. What about the, um, uh, the Ukrainian boy? Kamzat. Oh, Hamzat, yeah. Well, he's Chechen, so oh, he's Chechen. Western Russia. He's deep, deep in the motherland. But yeah, uh, him and his fight with uh, Gilbert Burns, that was a slugfest. They both just kept getting dropped. Mm-hmm. Went to decision and uh, Hamzat just inked it out. Yeah. But of course, you know Hamzat at the end was like, "Oh, he's not strong. He's not strong." Even though his face was just as fucked up as Gilbert Burns' oh, yeah, face it was, was. Absolutely, it was. It was like the first time he actually got tested. Tested. I mean, any of his fights. Yeah. So it's definitely interesting, but pulled it out. He's now ranked, um, I think, third. Yeah, he's ranked third uh, for welterweight. Oh, he is? Wow. Um, and then Sterling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phantom, Phantom weight title fight, right? Mm-hmm. That one, I honestly thought Peter Young kind of pulled away. You think? Yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Al Jermaine. He's a... Aljo's a hell of a fighter. But I don't know. I think Peter Yan just had it a little bit more. I feel like he had a bit more control. Yeah, it seemed like, uh, I'm looking at the stats right now, way more strikes. Yeah. Like almost 50 See, more strikes. Aljo had back control a lot of the time, though. So I feel like because he had the control time, they kind of gave him a little more benefit of the doubt, even though he was being outstriked. Yeah. If you look at the, I mean, if you look at the rounds, the, the scoring, it was just a point off every time. Yeah. Pretty much exactly 
even. Yeah, it, definitely a close fight, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Bantamweight. Because, I mean, TJ Dillashaw, even though he, he kind of just looks like someone with a very Napoleon complex, mm-hmm. I feel like he can make a good... Uh, a good go at Sterling. TJ Dillasaw has it. Uh, Jose Aldo, he's not bad. Um, yeah. Then you got Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean at number 13 in that division. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Because like, he's just been fed these easy people. Mm-hmm. But he, he's not complaining because he's making money off of his pop. Cause like if he's if he's on the card, mad people are showing up just for him. It doesn't matter who else is fighting. Doesn't matter where he's fighting in the card. People will watch his fight. Right. Huh. So he he's definitely going to be become a money cow for the UFC. But I don't I don't know. It, it, he's definitely a lethal striker, but I I feel like he gets a little cocky sometimes. Mm. He 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 could go the way of. Uh, Fucking wow! Completely, uh, Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. I I could see getting one of those kind of knockouts in where he's just showboating and then just pop. Yeah, can't get too can't get too confident out there. You gotta stay humble. Nope. Anyway, but today, today. We are going to kill this podcast, and it's going to come back to life. (laughs) We're talking about some serious serial killers. Yeah, man. Only only the serious of the serial. Only the creamiest of the cereal. Only only the crunchiest cereal. What is your favorite cereal before we get into it? Oh, it's got to be Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs are good. How about you? So now, would that be uh, your everyday cereal? Um, or would that, is that, well, like, all right, I'm actually a big fan of Crave. Cereal? Like, if I was gonna have Crave every day, okay, I would I would murder Crave every day. Okay, I feel like my every day is a uh, Frosted Flakes. Wow, that's a that's out there for me. I I, I don't see the appeal. See, I, I just like it because there's something that I feel like I won't get tired of. Yeah, that's true. It just To me, it just seems so simple and really sugary, like, version of, like, cornflakes in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess that is essentially what it is. I also like Lucky Charms. Okay, so, all right. La- last cereal talk, then we'll go back on to cereal killers. But uh, they made a, uh, a Frosted Flakes with the Lucky Charms marshmallows. Ooh. That cereal was fantastic was it a limited time i think so damn you limited time just have it all year fuck's sake it's like having a goddamn uh carne asada not be officially at uh chipotle Mm -hmm. or the szechuan sauce that we tried so hard to get yeah szechuan sauce morty Uh, hey morty we 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 need some of that Mulan dipping sauce, Morty. Oh, uh, what, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, I'm good with my ketchup, Rick. Uh, it, was, it was over three months in 1997. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, but serial killers. Yes. Very fascinating folk. Oh man, I I gotta. I so the one that I originally chose, it kind of just I, looking in it, that there's something going on in South America. Mm-hmm. But I'll address that. There's never not something going on in South America. Yeah. Well, all right. Since I brought mine up, I'll I'll, I'll kind of get into mine first. All right. So. The guy that I chose, his name is Pedro Lopez, Mm -hmm. otherwise known as the Monster of the Andes. Mm. So, this man, um, I'll just start off with the numbers. Uh, He was officially found guilty of the murder of 110 girls in Ecuador. Holy crap. While in jail, he further confessed to another 240 murders of young girls in Peru and Colombia. What? So, in total, it's about 350. Christ. Yeah. Now, so this guy, he got arrested in 1980. Okay. Um, apparently, the max amount of like time you can spend in jail, I think, was like 20 or 30 years, mm-hmm. wherever he was. So, uh, where was it? Okay, it doesn't say. But he was arrested in 1980, and he was uh, he was released in 1998 on good behavior. Really? He posted $50 bail and what, left. What jail was he at? Like Pablo Escobar's hideout? Uh, it, it doesn't list the jail. It was like some secret one in Ecuador. Of course. He was probably living the dream. Yeah, but right now he's 73. He was released in 1998, and they say his most recent murder occurred in 2002, but they don't know where he is. My God. No way. So this man That's is, is most likely still out there. Do you know any old uh, Hispanic dudes that are kind of creepy? I mean, not, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, that, that's going to become a bad, bad conversation. What, you don't know anybody that, that might be a little creepy? Oh, no, I do. I know a lot. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You used to work with a uh, few few dudes in the restaurant, right? <laughs> Dude, fucking... So, uh, th- this one guy, he was our head chef. And he was married, had kids, everything. He brought his kids into the kitchen, met all the servers. It was one day during the uh, the end of the summer season. And it was this one server's birthday. So, what he did was he got her a pair of pink panties, a thong, and a uh, a gift certificate to a motel that's in Atlantic City. Oh my god! <laughs> How old is this guy? I uh, he's maybe forty five and she's like twenty nine. Oh my god! He's married with kids. She has a kid. That's too funny. And yeah, that that was given to her in the restaurant in front of people. Like, hey, let me know what room you're at. So he he immediately got fired. That's too funny. But he was from Honduras, so couldn't be him. Okay. It's easy yeah, enough but, to lie about where you're from, though. You know what I mean? Like, especially in the, in the 80s. 
I mean, no technology really on hand to check for shit like that. So yeah, yeah. But uh, so give you a quick little background of this guy's whole murder history. Uh-huh. So he he got locked up a lot when he was younger for a lot of like thefts and shit. Uh, during one of his incarcerations for a car theft, they say he was brutally gang. Well, okay. So apparently, a thing is with YouTube, you can't say the the word where you forcibly force yourself upon someone that starts with an R. Oh, okay. Where you get demonetized. So I'm not going to say that word, but he was brutally gang R word. Uh-huh. Uh, I think and we then, all uh, you know, pick up what you're putting down there, fella. Yeah. Um, and that just destroyed him. But somehow he got the balls to uh, hunt down the dude who did the most of the, the stuff and killed him. Huh. And that was like his first taste of killing. Then after uh, he was released from prison, moved to Peru, and that's where he started murdering the young girls. And the, the kind of the worst part is he took them all from like the indigenous tribes. Mm-hmm. So it's like they had zero contact with the outside world. Interesting. Who could they report these to? He, he took 100 girls from all these tribes, raped them, and killed them. Yeah, it's true. Who could they report it to? They got, there's no real probably police presence mm-hmm. in that area they would just report to like the chief right mm-hmm. the cheat the tribe chief or something like that the village chief so then here's this too um while in peru he actually got captured by members of the indigenous tribe mm-hmm. um they were going to execute him but a missionary from the u.s intervened and kind of just told him hey you should just hand him over to the police uh-huh. police quickly released him wow so then, upon this happening, left Peru, went to Colombia, and then went to Ecuador. And in those countries, did the same thing. Raped and killed a bunch of really young girls. He even said in an interview, I like the girls in Ecuador. They are more gentle and trusting. More innocent. My God. What a fucking lunatic. And it's like... Is there anything from his childhood that would make him head in this direction? Or is there no real information... About that. Uh, his mom was a prostitute. Okay. So no I no love there. Apparently saw his mom getting whored out. Okay. Maybe um, he liked it. Eh? Well, he got raped by a bunch... Oh, shit. I said the word. You already said it. All right. Well, <laughs> he got diddled by a bunch of teachers. Um, yeah. It, it, it was kind of a recipe for it to happen. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's my biggest thing about these guys is what where were their where was their childhood at where where was their upbringing was it nature versus nurture what has what factors are gonna push somebody this far mm-hmm. um, to do things like soberly like I could, I get it if you did it accidentally drunk one time and then liked it or something like that but like a lot of these guys just do it because they have these urges um, oh yeah so that's crazy three so three hundred and ten. Uh, 350. Okay. Wow. That's like the top, top. But, okay, so now, listen to this. Looking into this, um, this time in South America from the 70s to the 90s, it was insane. Mm-hmm. There were, uh, one, two, three, four four serial killers between the 70s and 90s 
who each killed over 100 people, and all of them kids. Well, not all of them. One of them was majority inmates, but the other three were kids. Jeez. All in the same time. They were even jailed at the same jail together in some cases. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe they were in collusion. Maybe, but it's like... They bragged about what they were doing to each other. I I just don't understand how... It it just happened so easily. Uh Uh, Maybe it was like some Nazi influence or something. Could be, or it was just that, you know, at the time maybe they were in a poorer state and they saw it as a way to take advantage of people and steal from them and have a sense of power. Cause I know it's very yeah, corrupt countries is, you know, if you're on the bottom, you kind of want to claw for any, any power that you can. Oh, um, you, you take scraps. Yeah. And if you can exploit something, you exploit the shit out of it. Right. And that's a lot of these serial killers. We're looking for that power. Um, you know, when you murder someone, what do you do to them after what, what, uh, what uh, control do you have over them when they're lifeless? Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I wonder, that would be, that would make for a really good Netflix show, like showing the four of them on their separate paths for like the first half of the season. And then halfway through, they all get thrown into like, say for example, like Sam, San Jose prison. Mm-hmm. And um, they work up a way to like escape or they work up a way to like, be the kings of the jail or like they make a pact when they leave that they're going to like try and have a competition for murders or something like that. Like an interior, like a Illuminati ring. Something okay. Like that. That'd be cool. What, what about this? There's two serial killers who have the same type and they find themselves constantly competing for the same victim. Yeah. Oh, and it's a boy and a girl. Oh, kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type thing? Uh Uh-huh. And then they fall in love, and they decide that what they really want is to be together and not to compete. They they, want to kill together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then one day, the the man is fed up, and he says, you know what? I'm going to get my fix one more last time. He kills the wife. And then he kills himself. (laughs) One last job. Boom. There's a movie right there. Awesome. Hey, you, you hear it here. This is our idea. No one can steal it. You know what else is our idea? <laughs> yeah, Dick I do. Dip. Dick dip. <laughs> you know, do you ever uh, come back from a college party? You got a fine honey. And, you know, you want to fool around a bit. But being in that basement, you know, your junk's going to stink gonna be sweaty covered in beer she's not gonna want to put her face by it so what do you do boom dick dip we got grape green apple watermelon cherry and don't you forget strawberry dick dip now introducing the new flavor menthol oh that sounds <laughs> painful kidding. mint uh, so essentially <laughs> we um, we thought up this essentially it looks like a hot tub for your dick and pretty uh, much and it's based off of the idea of fun dip um you know where you stick your your little uh your little candy, stick in there the candy stick in there and get the sugar it's similar to that where you know makes it taste better smell better everybody's happy so make it really want to lit 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 click on your lollipop 
Um, Dick Dip, please sponsor us. Oh, wait, we are sponsored by it. We are Dick Dip. Oh, this episode (laughs) is sponsored by Dick Dip. We already have some offers from Spencer's shops, and uh, we'll be presenting to them soon. (laughs) TBD. TBD. We've been supposed to present to them for probably the past five years. Yeah. But, you know. Well. Bigger things came up. The things are more important. Hey, we having the podcast. We could uh, get some funds to make Dick Dip a real thing. Hey, why not? If you want, if you want to donate to Dick Dip, you just let us know, and we'll tell you where to shoot that, shoot that, uh, that Bitcoin, baby. So the, this one podcast I listen to, PKA, they have their, uh, they made their own product. It's called Lock and Load. No way. What this product is, it's an herbal supplement that increases your load size. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they are in the jizz biz. The jizz biz. That's too funny. Um, but it's like all from a podcast, just from a joke to two of the guys actually figuring out what to make it to actually doing it. They have their own supplement called Lock and Load that is a cum enhancer. It's hilarious. That's crazy. That could be huge. And they're like, it actually works, they say. Right. I mean, I mean, granted, they will say that, but... Yeah. We also don't want to get false advertising, too. But then again, mm-hmm. it's also... I mean, it's not necessarily, per se, like, the most... Something that you look after, like, you, you sought, you're sought after in, like, a man, per se, if you were looking for... Oh, it's, it's more so a funny thing than anything. Oh yeah, I was thinking like if it, it for practical uses, like I don't think that's high on someone's list. For no, not at all. Enhancing, it would be more of like lasting longer, per se, right? Or yeah, but that's why I got other things. They make, con- oh man, I I remember Andrew gave me this condom one time that had like benzocaine on it. What? Oh yeah. Oh wait, is benzocaine like um? The numbing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can get that at, like, the dentist, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I put it on, I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is my dick numb? Christ. Oh, that was weird. But it really showed a lot about that kid. Mm. Um, Sorry, Andrew, to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> That's um, why you were dating Sophia. But that's another, that's another day. Anyway, so... Alright. Let's get to your crazy, Scott. Oh yeah, I'll get to my Scott once you get out my swamp donkey. If you'll ever get out my swamp. So, my serial killer, and he's not my favorite of all time, but his, his, um... I'm glad you have it. Who is your favorite serial killer? Oh, I don't know. Well... I'd have to look. We, we both know a girl who has a uh, a Richard Rodriguez or uh, what is it? Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. Uh, is it Robert who, who's Ramirez? that serial killer? He's a he's either Richard or Robert. Oh, I forget. I think it's Richard Ramirez. Okay. I'll, I I don't know. It's a double R. But we we know a girl that has a uh, one of his quotes tattooed on her. Yes. Yes. Big fan. Um. So. My serial killer is nicknamed the Kindly Killer, the Muswell Hill Killer, 
or the British Jeffrey Dahmer. Aye. So, um, Dennis Nielsen uh, was born in Scotland in 1945 to Betty White. Not the Betty White that you may know and love, but one Scottish Betty White. uh, Betty White. uh, Married to a drunken uh, former soldier named Ovi. Um, the father, so his father was always an alcoholic and, um, they grew up, he grew up in kind of an alienated high, ha, household where his dad didn't give a shit about him and actually left when he was four and the mom didn't really care about him either. Um, because she was kind of always looking for like other men. She wasn't a prostitute, but she was kind of looking for someone else to settle down with. Um, that's like a very common thing. Yeah. She was very cold and distant. And um, he, Dennis found love in his grandparents, specifically his grandfather. Um, basically the only father figure he had ever had and, you know, took him on fishing trips and was really close to him. Uh, in Halloween of 1951, when he was six, his grandpa had a heart attack in his fishing boat and uh, he couldn't believe it, right? Like he couldn't have, he couldn't understand this idea of death, that someone was gone forever. And... Um, he was severely lonely, and his other his older brother actually bullied him a lot. And, and the older kids at school also bullied him a lot because he was kind of infe- effeminate and um, didn't really do a lot of like the other boy stuff that uh, that uh, the other kids did. So he had a early he had a really early on understanding that he was not uh, for the heterosex sexual. Uh, he was not uh, hetero. hetero no. How do I even say this? He was he was he leaned towards the homosexual side. Sorry, um, but that at a young age didn't really know for sure. But he was in a strict Catholic household in Scotland, so obviously being gay was not acceptable. So that just put more pressure on him. In addition to being bullied, in addition to having no father figure, um, his mother ended up remarrying and having four kids. So. You can imagine a previously um, really basically no attention for him was being put towards new kids. Oh, multiplied by four. Yeah. So basically alone. In 1961, when he was 15, he went to the British military to be a cook. So he was trained to be a cook. And he actually finally felt a part of something. Like, you know, he felt a part of this strict regimented schedule with guys his age and you know he didn't really have to hide anything he would just cook for the for the army and that was that but then he started to um get into alcohol he had a really bad alcohol problem and hit his sexual orientation which was even harder around you know a battalion of 50 guys that that he found attractive right so really a lot of these pressures were were digging at him um he eventually turned to sex workers, male sex workers, to kind of relieve some of his his pent up uh, aggression and uh, sexual orientation. And then he became fascinated with the unconscious body. And actually, he what he would do was lay down in front of a mirror, but keep his head out of it. And he would mm-hmm. he would essentially jerk off to his lifeless body. Ooh, it's a really weird, dude. Um, 
But he would put talc powder on himself, paint his lips blue, and make himself look dead. He would do the same thing with other soldiers and make uh, short films about it. Um, a couple years later, he fell in love with a private, so someone that was brand new to the army, and made short films with him. But he was straight, so it was a dilemma because he wanted him to be gay and be a, you know, be a friend to him and get along on that on that front. But he was straight, so that was a dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1972, he moved back to London to become a cop. So, you know, essentially, you when you're in the army, you kind of go into the, being a policeman. After that, it makes sense career-wise. Mm-hmm. He started to dip his toes into the gay scene in London. You know, having casual hookups with men at bars and clubs. Um, but he was really trying to settle down. He didn't really want to have these one and dones because it really, I think it was really reminded of his family always leaving him. Right. So Mm -hmm. whenever somebody leaves, it really impacts him. In 1974, he started to get into uh, a different job and he wanted to settle down. So he met this, this man named David Galician. And okay. they got intimate, moved in together, happy, had a puppy named Bleep. Bleep? Uh, yeah, Bleep. They had a, a, a really nice garden. Things were going great. Um, they made short films together. 1978, there's footage of him being very controlling and very like demanding and, and treating uh, David in a really bad way. So David was fed up and left. This is 1978. Mm-hmm. And from here on, he was he started to get into a really bad alcohol problem and he was really trying to find someone to fill the void that David had left. And so he starts hitting on this 14 year old at a, at a bar named Stephen Holmes. Stephen Holmes was an Irishman and he was in town for a concert and he lied and was able to drink at the bar because he looked a little older. Mm -hmm. And um, so he brought him back to his apartment. They got drunk, got into bed, passed out together. When Nilsson, when Dennis Nilsson awoke, he had to air quotes keep Stephen from leaving. So he grabbed a tie and wrapped it around his neck and choked him until he was almost dead. But when he was, he realized he was still breathing. He drowned him in a bucket of water. Oh. Now, he, that day he spent the entire day bathing and dressing him, jerked off onto him, realized his fantasy was necrophilia, and wrapped his wrapped the body in a curtain and stuffed it under the floorboards. The police never showed because 14-year-old from, from Ireland, kind of hard to trace back. Mm-hmm. Especially um, in those times. Yeah. So he, he was thinking that the drinking was the problem. The drinking brought out the worst in him, so he refrained from drinking, thinking that was the issue. In 1979, he met Ken, a 23-year-old college student, and brought him back to his apartment. They got along well. He understood him. Um, and then... They discussed music, and he said, oh, I actually really want you to listen to this great album that I have. You can listen to it on the headphones. So what he did was put the headphones around this guy and then strangled him while he was listening to the headphones. But he strangled him with the cord. So when he pulled Mm -hmm. the cord out, um, his favorite songs were playing as he was murdering. So he was basically in this euphoric trance of of his fantasy. Um. And then, you know, did the same routine, washed, shaved him, put makeup on him, talc powder, dressed, slept next to him for weeks, photographs, posing, sexually abusing him day in and day night. 
eating dinner, talking to him. Um, but this time, that actually the disappearance was investigated widely, um, and the bodies, the, the body and the floorboard and underneath from the fourteen-year-old was starting to to rot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ignored that and put the bodies, the body down there. From there, he started to go into a killing spree. Um, in 1980, he killed seven men in a six-month span. Nice. And um, from there, you know, it was kind of his his fantasy. Mm-hmm. Over the next couple of years, um, he killed at least 15 total young boys that he had, you know, done the same exact ritual with. Mm-hmm. Murdered, clothed, fed, bathed, uh, sexually assaulted you know, essentially lived with it so that he, he would yeah. not have this void in his life created by his father, his mother, his grandfather, his boyfriend. And, um, eventually, um, you know, at his apartment, he had to move out. And so at this point he had about seven or eight corpses underneath his floorboards, just rotting. Mm-hmm. And this is in an apartment, mind you, it's not in a house. Yeah. So he's got Other neighbors. People. Yeah, he's got neighbors, right? So he goes out back, and one by one, essentially, with his cooking experience, used the butcher knives and dismembered them, had a bonfire in the backyard, and threw in the, the scraps one by one. And essentially what he did was he put tires in the fire as well, and masked the scent. So nobody really mm. batted an eye. A couple months later, he moved out, continues on his killing spree in his new apartment, and, you know, continues with the floorboards, and, you know, it's it's getting worse and worse, and he's running out of room, and, and he can't stand the stench anymore. So what does he decide to do is cut up the bodies, boil the heads, and flush them down the toilet <laughs> because you know this one by one essentially like finger there finger here and this was for several victims I, i'm thinking probably five to six maybe seven flushed down the toilet mm-hmm. anyway um after after about like a couple days the tenants in the apartment started to their water started to get backed up Toilets wouldn't flush, shower wouldn't turn on, faucets wouldn't turn on, Aww. and they came together as a as like the homeowners association and wrote and decided they wanted to write a letter to the landlord. And guess who decides that he wants to write the letter to make it look like he wasn't a victim? Dennis Nielsen. <laughs> so he agrees to write the letter with the rest of the tenants to the landlord, saying mm-hmm. we need a plumber to come out. But now he's in panic mode. So, the essentially, he goes down there to the sewer and to the pipes and frantically, um, wait, sorry, I missed it, sorry. They actually did get a plumber there, mm-hmm. and he realized that it must have been either an animal carcass or something, because he, he, he smelled meat flesh rotting ah, inside okay. of the yeah. sewer. And he said, these things are completely backed up by flesh. I don't know if it's human. I hope it's not, but it could be an animal. 
Anyway, they get a full investigation done with the plumbing. But the night before, um, Dennis goes down there and starts to clean it all out. And so when the official plumber comes back to, to take his boss down there to show him what, what happened and what the blockage was, essentially there was nothing left. And so one of the tenants was like, actually, I heard the, per- the guy above me walking around all night long, pacing in his, in his apartment, and he, wouldn't, he literally never slept. He was going in and out all night long. And so finally they, they, the cops went up there and realized that it was, that it was him. And so that's just the craziest way for, for me, for him to get caught. Like the whole apartment building's water is getting, getting blocked by human remains. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Shit. That's my guy. So in total, I think he ended up with about 16, um, 16 murders. Um, he was in jail, um, I think until 2018. I think he passed away in 2018 in jail. Look at all that hard work just flushed down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Have you heard uh, John Mulaney's story about how there was a cannibal in his apartment building? I don't think so. Yeah, in New York. There was a... uh... Well, he didn't, I don't think, ate anybody. But it was like... He was arranging to eat somebody off of a message board or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be a cop. Oh my god. That's crazy. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least my guy, my guy never actually ate anybody per se. But he was yeah. His his thing was he was living with them because he couldn't mm-hmm. he couldn't deal with the the feeling of being left anymore. That's almost like some telltale heart shit though, like burying the body in the floorboards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. But also, I couldn't imagine being the plumber and just be like, uh, why is there a hand here? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, he spent all night long putting them into trash bags, but he had nowhere else mm-hmm. to put them, so he put them back in his apartment. So when the cops came up there, um, they had already smelled it, like, as they were getting out of the elevator. Damn. Yeah, so he was donezo. That's insane. Crazy Scott, man. Yeah, that's crazy Scott bastard. But yeah, I don't think, per se, I, w- I, I think your guy's probably crazier, just for the amount and like the just I don't know I mean yours was yours is the, the R word and across several t- states and a lot like 300 compared to 16 yeah but it was also it would be easier for him to to kill and get away with it rather than being like and literally in London you know what I mean yeah see he, he did all of his works in very mountainous regions right so it's like the, the flow of technology definitely wasn't there. He's dealing with people who are maybe earning a dollar a month back then. So they're, right. they're obviously not affluent. They, they don't have modern just technologies in general. Right. Probably didn't have internet, but he was able to get all these kids. But see, I was going to say, though, my guy, I feel he more just did his off of power. He enjoyed raping the little the little girls. Yeah. Uh, where your guy, I feel like he was just kind of more deranged than anything. 
Like yeah. he definitely had some type of just mental deficiency, whether it be some type of psychosis or something, to where he felt a necessity to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would think um, from a mental health perspective, what do you think? Who's the who would be the the most who's the craziest? Uh, I think I'm going with yours. So, in terms of overall craziness, I would say yours. But in terms of, like, being able to, or being able to, like, hide it well, your guy definitely hid his well because he had to try and act normal. My dude was just some power-hungry dude in uh, South America who could do what he wants. That's true. He probably thought he had the same powers like Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. He thought nothing can touch him, no one can hurt him, and if something happens, he'll get out of it through his connections. Yeah. Your yeah. guy, it's like, he was battling something. He had to fight to be normal, and he had to hide everything he did because he was afraid... Of not. E- I, I don't even feel like it's him getting caught. It's him like being found out and being told that he's weird. Yeah. Yep. I think yeah, his his deeds were harder to do. Um yeah. having to live that second life where your guy could just prance around. So I w- I would mm-hmm. say, yeah, so like honestly if he had that access to that, I bet you he would be close to the 300s as well if he had the choice. He would probably be up there. Cuz then he would never, it, yeah, never really it, need if he, to lo- he would never have anybody to leave him. He would never have anywhere to hide, he would just be out in the open doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he felt comfortable. Right. Exactly. I also think my guy's, my guy's survivability as well, you know, doing this over a several year span, um, his survivability from the cops was more impressive than, than yours, per se. Because he actually, yours actually did get arrested. Prior to oh, my guy got arrested a few times for this. Right. And the only reason he made such a big, uh, like a mass, uh, like just telling of what he did, um, was because there were massive manslaughter or uh, landslides that uncovered one of his uh, burial sites. Oh, really? Yeah, and revealed hundreds of bodies. So he's like, yeah, might as well just confess now, rather than be charged with them and. Get a lot more time. Wow. Yeah, my my dude only confessed because his thing got uncovered and just from a freak natural disaster. Huh. It's like I, I feel like my guy was probably smarter. Just because he kinda had a pretty methodical way of going around it, whereas your guy was constantly, in my opinion. He was constantly like frantic, kind of scrambling, always trying to make sure he's got everything covered. Whereas my guy was just like, "All right, I grab one of these girls. No one's gonna say anything. My plan works." Right, dude. I can I can hear the I can hear an ambulance, cop, and the ice cream truck sirens all <laughs> going off at the same time right now. It's a probably a very interesting harmony. Yeah. It's like it's like someone got in an accident with the ice cream, the ice cream man or something. They could have. <laughs> Nobody's expecting that ice cream man coming out this early in the year. Mm-hmm. 
when they hear that da -na -da -na -da -na -na, ice cream <laughs> crash into a parked car. <laughs> Very plausible. Very plausible. Uh, but yeah, world's a fucked up place. Yeah. What did your guy kill with most of the time? Uh, I'm pretty sure he strangled him. Strangled? Yeah, me too. Yep. Although there was Do a couple you, uh, of drownings as well, which I figured if you want to preserve the body, if, it would be more bloated with water in it, per se. So that that's one of those things from my many uh, Criminal Mind episode watches. Yep. Um, a lot of the killers, when they start off, they, they're kind of like searching for what gets them off. Right. And they're, they're looking for that thing that's like, oh, this is what I like. So they're going to try out a bunch of different ways before they actually nail in on their their just preferred method. Right. Exactly. And that's probably why it's so hard to catch them at first because there's no pattern. Yeah, exactly. It's just the utter randomness. There's no MO. There's no, you know, nothing to tell the un one up sub on sub from the, from the next. Yeah. I, I love that show. It's a great show. Mm hmm. Do you, uh, do you have any like murder stories from around your area? Um, not really. We we just have that guy, uh, the Ponzi scheme where he like had the women tell him their secrets and then held them hostage essentially uh, with like the branding uh, and then the I forget the hell it's called. Was that the in excess or whatever? No, that's a that's a boy band. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like right in our area. Interesting. There was like an Adirondack murderer, but I'd have to look mm -hmm. that up. I don't know the details on it. Yeah, uh, in Atlantic City, there's actually a uh, an unsolved serial killer murder. Little really? spree. Uh, have you heard of the uh, the Long Island Strangler? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they think he did him. Uh, but in uh, 2005, in Atlantic City, behind a abandoned motel, they found four dead prostitutes that were all buried exactly 50 feet apart in identical graves. Oh, yeah, you graves. said this last time, I remember. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And th they never found out who it was, but th they think it was the uh, the Long Island Strangler. God damn. Yeah, a couple of bad nights on the, at the casino. Yeah. Decided to take that that drink girl and barrier. Fuck well, us. That's crazy. A couple uh couple years ago, there was a pretty brutal murder where I live. Uh, did I tell you about the the girl who got her face beaten in with a hammer? No. Yeah. So it was actually on my birthday. Um. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Husband just utterly destroys his wife with a hammer. Holy shit. And there, so there's actually a lot of rumor going around because on that same morning, like a couple hours after the murder actually happened, a cop killed himself. Really? Now the story goes is that um, she revealed to her husband that she was in a relationship or she was hooking up with somebody else and this was never confirmed but she was apparently pregnant with his kid Ooh. and when she told him who it was 
him being an like a heroin addict, he got really nervous because it was a cop. And he flipped. He took her phone, wallet, and keys, locked him inside of his truck, uh, and then just beat his wife's head in with a hammer. Holy crap. Dragged her body all over the house. Tried to clean up after it. Tried to get it out the front door. He eventually called his dad to come help, but his dad never answered until like four o'clock when he was like, uh, you need to call the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that dude's still currently sitting in the jail for hammering his wife's face. Wow. wonder if they nicknamed him Hammer Time. I was thinking MC. MC. He got them parachute pants. <laughs> That's his thing in jail. He's the parachute pant guy. <laughs> I can get you anything you want. Yo, man, let me hold a dollar. I can get you hammers. What's the guy for? Oh, uh, Terry Crews from The Longest Yard, where he's, he's always got the uh, cheeseburger ready. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's a great movie. Oh man, great movie. I love it. You acting like a real McAsshole right now. We should do two. We should do two Adam Sandler movies. Oh, I'd, I'd be down to do that. We could All do, right. like, one of the more serious ones, and then, uh, like, a really stupid one. Have you seen Uncut Gems? Yeah, I have. Uncut Gems is great. Great movie. Great movie. When I first saw that, I saw it in theater, as I was blown away. I was like, damn, dude, he needs an Oscar. Or at least a nomination. Didn't get shit. See, I honestly wasn't expecting the ending. Oh, yeah. That was craziness. It's like, wait, that's it? Yeah. No more movie? Yep. Oh. Well, that sucks. I mean, he's like a... He's like a... He's like a antagonist, but he's also the hero. So it's... Oh, he's a he's an anti-hero. That's what I was trying to say. What the fuck is wrong with me? My brain is not working. It's pretty much Deadpool. Yeah, he's a, yeah, exactly. So you root for him, but he's not really supposed to win at the end of the day. You know, so well he definitely did not win. Well, he he won the money, so Julia Fox won. At the end of the day, Kevin Garnett won. Kevin Garnett won. Yes, he did. <clears throat> you know, he, I feel like he had a pretty good first acting role. That was great. Yeah, that was great, Lade. But yeah, I'd be down to do a little a little Adam Sandler. Uh, here let's uh. Let's look up a list of Adam Sandler movies. See if there's ones we haven't seen. Do you want to do like one old one, one new one, one serious, one stupid? Um. Well, he's actually coming out with a new one. The one that he shot at LaSalle. Oh, Hustle. Yeah. When is that supposed to come out? I think June. Let's see. Yeah, released June 10th. Yeah. Well, uh, should we wait for the Adam Sandler episode for that yeah, one then? I think we should wait then. Yeah, let's wait. Okay. All right. Uh, well, all right. You do a so for Quentin next Tarantino? week. We could do a Quentin one. But, okay, what day do you want to record next week? Because next Wednesday is 420. Yes, it is. We could do that. We could probably do Wednesday, I think. Should be fine. Definitely down to do a Wednesday. I think I should, we should do an episode where we'll be we watch a movie, 
or something, but I, I also can ask you your opinion on something and you can just answer it as high as you want. <laughs> That's fine with me. Like I'll, uh, I'll I'd you, be like, down for a 10 question quiz or something like that. And see hmm. what your answers are. That'd be cool. Give me some Jeopardy questions. Ooh, that'd be cool. Hmm. Have you watched any Peacemaker? Oh no. Because I just watched the uh, the suicide the Suicide Squad movie. Oh yeah, it's great, right? Not bad. It's much better than the first one. I, I yeah, I wasn't gonna watch the first one. Uh. Yeah. So you want to do Quentin or Adam Sandler? Um. I think Quentin would be better, and then we'll wait for Adam Sandler for June or something like that. Okay. Then we could do his new movie and then an older, like, funnier movie and just kind of compare mm-hmm. where they're at. Something like that. Something along those lines, mate. All right. Now, what are we going to choose from Quentin, though? Because there is a great, 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 just... Do you want to do list of movies to watch? You want to do two that have the same actor and compare their compare the actors in it, or like <laughs> Kill Bill them. Volume One and Volume Two. Yeah, we could if you want, or we could do something with Sam Sammy Jackson. Um, who else comes uh, back a lot? Do like a Pulp Fiction and Django. Could do that. Do that. Uh, what about um, Sam's and Django, right? Sam Jackson. Yeah, he is. Well, what were you thinking? I kind of want to do Inglorious Bastards. I love Inglorious Bastards. But who else will we will we do there? Um, I mean, we could just do Pulp Fiction and Inglorious Bastards. Just have a. A, just a great Quentin movie watch. That would be fantastic. Let's do it. Sweet. Oh, th- it'll pretty much just be a continuation of our previous Pulp Fiction talks. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, and then we got a NBA playoffs starting. Mm-hmm. The playing games are tonight. Hopefully the... Uh, the Nets get out of this play-in series because I really don't want to face them as a Sixers fan. Yeah, and if Ben Simmons comes back, that's gonna suck. Well, they're saying not at, not definitely not in the first round. Really? They're gonna keep pushing that off until he's he can't play anymore or whatever. Crazy. <sighs> well, he put in that uh, the arbitration for uh, the um, to get all the salary back. He's not getting that. No. The Nets are up by twenty. Damn. In the at the end of the first, so I don't know if that's gonna work out too well. <gasps> too well. Yeah. Good thing I didn't put a bet on this game. True. Kyrie's got eleven. Naturally. When do the Sixers play tomorrow? Nah, they don't play for a bit. Let me see. Oh, they gotta buy. Well, no, nah, they're doing the play in tournament right now, so that'll be a couple days. Maybe they'll play this weekend. Saturday. 
How many? Yeah. How, so how many? How many playing games? Oh, so it's like a plan to get the last spot. Yeah. So it's um. Seven eight versus nine and ten, the winner of seven eight moves on. Yep. The loser of seven eight plays the winner of nine and ten. The loser of nine and ten is done. Okay. So then the winner of uh. That that final game is the eight seed, whereas the seven seed. Is the regular seven seed. Gotcha. Okay. All Definitely right. makes it interesting though. Indeed it does. Indeed it does. Well, we will be back with some really interesting conversation next week. Yes, we will. Great movies, great conversation. We're going to grab some buds and chill. 2.0. TM. That's our original. Nice trademark. That is our original uh, podcast, ladies and gents. It's a great name. I think it was a little too long, though. Grab some buds and chill. Yeah. We could have always done like a, an acronym. G S B S B A C A C. G's back. <laughs> G's back. Oh, uh, that that that's literally the. Uh, oh, what's the what's your favorite comeback story? Uh Kim Kardashian. Well, she got come on her back. Yeah, that's such a good fucking. That's such a great scene. That was uh, a that was a blooper, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they should have kept. There's that no way they could use that in the actual show. I know. NBC wouldn't ever let them do that. No. Maybe not. Thank God it made the bloopers. I know. I know. He's too funny. Well, all right, ladies and germs. It's time for us to clock out, get our uh, get our much needed rest for the upcoming work week. Rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, rest in peace, Gilbert. And we'll catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. I was the parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> I literally think my one cat would talk like Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. The one that crawled like, across the floor. Yep. That's He's just one. like, you know, I really don't like this new cat food. <laughs> it doesn't taste good. <laughs> All right, ladies and germs, catch you on the flippity flip. Catch y'all guys. See you later on 420.